Done. Um, if you have your Bibles this morning, go ahead and grab those. Uh, we're going to be uh, jumping all over the place this morning, but we are going to open up with Psalm 139. Uh, we, we've been, we started a brand new series last week called Space, and, and we talked about how, uh, man, you should look at your space. You should uh, evaluate your space. What does your space look like? And, and I talked about how sometimes it's cluttered and sometimes uh, it's messy or chaotic. And, and then before we talked about before we can even address that though we need to understand our purpose in this space and we talked about how our uh um man i just went mind blank our theology met our anthropology how our study and understanding of god met our purpose as people and the study of people and how those unite together and, and we looked at the scripture and we saw how those came together that we have purpose in this place this week i was encouraging people hey reminding them hey you have purpose in this space right? Whether you're at work or you're with your family or you're at the grocery store, there's always purpose in that space. And this week, uh, I, I want to look at a different kind of space in, uh, in the scriptures. And so let, let, let's read Psalm 139 if you have your Bibles. It's verse 23 and 24. It says this, search me, O God. This is, this is David praying and crying out to the Lord. And he's saying, hey, search me, God. Search my heart and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there uh, may be any grievous way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. And, and so David, uh, I think we need to do as David did. And, and we need to ask ourselves this morning before we go further into the text and say, all right, God, as I'm sitting and listening to the preaching of the word of God, will you search me? The Bible's the only book that, uh, and you've probably heard this said before, but Bible's the only, the, the only book that'll read you, right? We read all the other books, but the Bible will read you. And when we look at the scriptures and we pray and we ask that Jesus would make himself known through the scripture, uh, it does something to us. It exposes us. It brings darkness to light, right? Because that's what uh, he wants. He doesn't just want to expose, but he wants to lead us into the everlasting is what that scripture said. And then I want to read one more scripture in the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 22, verse 37. You've heard this before. He said, and he said to him, this is Jesus speaking, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. And I, I want to focus on that first part today. You shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart. But there, there, there's some things in this world that we need to understand. If you, you, you know your word, it says that above all things, the most deceitful thing about you is what? your heart. That is the most deceitful thing about you. And so we're asking God, God, search my heart. Why are we asking him that? Because our hearts are deceitful. And how do I love the Lord with all my heart, with a deceitful heart? And so today I titled my message simple uh, because of those questions. Whoa, whoa. Everybody say, whoa. And, and that's a shocking woe, like whoa. And so let, let, let's pray. Father, I thank you so much for this morning. I thank you for what you're doing in our hearts. I pray that uh, you, you would bring darkness to light in our hearts and that you would lead us to everlasting life in your son, Jesus. I pray these things in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. Since growing up, man, there's a space that I've been obsessed with. There's been a space in my life that I really, really cared about. Uh, I, from the moment that I can remember uh, until an adult, adulthood in my life where I finally had to get over it. But I was obsessed with this space. I took care of this space. It was important to me. I cared about this, this space so much. Uh, I let others, uh, I worried about what others' opinions of this space, of me, uh, what they were thinking and, and how they judged me because of it. 
And, and honestly, uh, you have a space like it, and I would judge you back in the day. I would judge you based upon your space. And some of you are like, what space are you talking about? It's not your car, because we talked about that last week. You have frozen french fries. Everybody does if you got kids, right? Uh, I'm not talking about your house. Uh, growing up, man, my, my parents were really, really strict. I couldn't leave to school until my bed was made. Everything, all laundry was off the floor. Like, it had to be a showroom. Uh, and, and some of you are like me. And you're like, I'm just trying to get my kids to school right? Amen? And, and so I don't care how messy your house is. Every time there's people coming over to our house, I tell my wife, babe, quit worrying about it. Like, who cares if the floor's not mopped, right? Any of you people like that? Nobody. Wow. I'm out. Turn off the lights. Let's go home. <laughs> Bunch of liars in here. Now, there are some of you in here that you're, you're, you're very much like my parents. You're a perfectionist. Everything's got to be pretty. Everything's got to smell good. Uh, and, and if you, that's you, then bless you, man. I, come help us out because we live a chaotic life and we're just trying to get to the next day. Uh, but this space has always been so important to me. Let me tell you about this space. This space is my mouth. Now, that's weird to say that, but this space is my teeth. Growing up, I've always heard people say, oh my gosh, your teeth are so pretty, they're so white. And I'd, I'd like inside get all excited, but I'd downplay like, oh, it's just because I'm dark complected. They look white, like <laughs> they're, they're, yours are just as white as mine. But I've always been, uh, until I was able to just get over this, this was a space that I was obsessed with because when people looked at them, they thought, man, those are really nice. Those are really pretty. Are they real? Yeah, they're real. Uh, did you have braces? Did you not have braces? What kind of toothpaste do you use? Do you use an electric toothbrush? Do you use a manual toothbrush? Is that, is the Manual tooth, I don't even know if that's a thing. Uh, but all these things, this space I've been obsessed with. But guess what? One place that I didn't like going was the dentist because the dentist always kept it real. The dentist never lied to me. And, and I remember one of the first few times uh, as growing up, going to the dentist, and even the dentist would compliment the, the people helping. They're like, oh, your, your teeth are really nice. And then I would open my mouth and they would say, whoa. Whoa. I don't know if you know this about your pastor, but I am a candy fiend. You ever want to give me something? Give me candy. I love candy. I could tell you candy. Uh, there was a candy that hit, the, I'll tell you the candy before it hits the streets. I was ordering candy off of the internet before it's in stores. Ask my wife. I always have, there's sweet tarts in my drawer next to my bed right now because I love candy. But here's the thing. Here's what I'm trying to say. From the outside looking in at my teeth, you would say, man, those are really nice. They look pretty. They're straight, all this. And you would just, I would hope you would have nice things to say about my teeth. But you open up, even this moment right now, you would look that I have cavities. I probably have about three to four cavities right now. My teeth are probably worse than your kid's teeth. That's how much I love candy. I can't stop eating it. It's too good. But here, here's the thing, and here's the story, and here's why I'd say this. We as Christians, too many times, we, we, that's what we do when we come on Sunday mornings. That's what we do when we're around people. We want to look pretty on the outside. We want to look good. But on the inside, what God cares about, because in 1 Samuel, the Bible says that man looks at the outward, but God looks at the inward. And so God cares about the space in your heart. That's the space he cares about. He doesn't care about what logo's on your shirt. He doesn't care what brand's on your shoes. He doesn't care what logo uh, uh, emblem is on the front of your car. He cares about what's in your heart. And this morning, that's what I want to talk about. 
But here's the thing, a lot of times you can come to church and, and you can try to get this uh, feel-good talk about, hey, this is some things that you should do and it'll make your life better. Uh, but can, can I wrote this down. Can I just say that God didn't send his son so that you could just break bad habits? God didn't just send his son so you could break bad habits. He came to purify a space, and that space is your heart. Amen? And so this morning, as you listen to this, I pray that uh, I, I'm not trying to just give you some good ideas. The scripture is just not good ideas to try to help give you a better life. But God cares about what's inside, and he's trying, to, he's trying to transform what's going on in there. Because what's going on in your heart will come out of you. The Bible is filled with scriptures. I could have sat here and just read scripture after scripture. What's in your heart will come out of your mouth, right? So if you're just coming out with anger and resentment towards people, you're just cursing all the time. It's because that's what's filled in your heart. If you're coming out with grace and love and mercy, it's because that's what's coming from your heart. I want to look at a text this morning uh, that's going to kind of ground us this morning. It's in Matthew chapter 23, and he's talking to Pharisees. Pharisees were very, very intelligent people. Uh, Pharisees understood the scriptures very well. They memorized the scripture. Uh, to even become a Pharisee, there was things that you had to do, uh, so much scripture that you had to uh, memorize. There had to be a so much discipleship that took place in your life in order. And there was different stages, and each stage they would then pass you on and say, yeah, you're ready for the next stage until you became uh, someone at that level. Pharisees knew the word, and they were always trying to stump God, and they were always trying to uh, look down at the people uh, that were trying to get to Jesus. And Jesus, in this specific text, he comes to them, and he makes this statement. He says, woe to you. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites. I don't know about you, but there's a lot of people calling the church hypocrites, and it's been going on for a really long time. And can I just say they're right? If you're in here and you've been calling people hypocrites, you're right. We are hypocrites, and that's why we claim that we need Jesus. For you clean the outside of the cup and the plate, but inside they are full of greed and self indulgence. On the outside, Pharisees look really good. They're, they're, they're educated, they're smart, they carry themselves well, they speak well, but inside, man, inside their heart, it's nasty. It is a nasty place. And so it's so easy to deceive people. You and I have gotten really good at deceiving people because on the outside we look good, but on the inside what's going on, man, that's where God wants to purify our hearts. Go back. And then it says, you blind Pharisee, first clean the inside of the cup and the plate that the outside, you, uh, outside also may be. He's saying, hey, quit worrying about the outside. You're so caught up about what you look like and how you sound and what, all, all these things that just aren't important. What you need to worry about is what's in here. And this morning I want to ask, man, have you gotten caught up about the outside, about the outside appearance? But if we were to open up your heart this morning, would, would the reaction be, whoa, man, there, there, there's some things in there that need to be exposed. And it goes on, woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, uh, for you are like whitewashed tombs, which outwardly, again, here it is, which outwardly appear beautiful, but within are full of dead people's bones and all uncleanliness. 
all uncleanness. You also outward appear righteous to other. You seem godly. You talk the right talk. You say amen. You, you say, hey, God bless you. Have a great day. You, you do all the things right outwardly, but inwardly you need to clean it up. But within you, you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. This is a lot of heavy text this morning. And this morning I wanted to come with, uh, with a text uh, about serving people and being thankful because of what we're doing today. But the Lord just led me to this and I just felt like this is what we need to talk about because we keep it real here at Real Church. We want to be real disciples in this place. And so uh, I want to look at the space in your heart this morning. What does it look like if we were to open it? If I were to throw your heart up on this screen would a lot of us say, whoa, if we're honest, we probably would, right? Or we wouldn't be here. You are here because you are on a journey searching for something outside of you. And a lot of people try to fill that with all kinds of things. But if you're here at church this morning, you, you either have been claiming that Jesus fills that space in your life or you want something to fill that space. And it could be Jesus. And Jesus wants to fill that space. That space, what is that space? What is that in our heart? It's hate. And, and back to my original statement that God doesn't just want to break bad habits, right? Uh, God wouldn't be just okay if there was no adultery in our world, that nobody was out cheating on their spouse or doing uh, all those things, right? Because he makes it, he goes even further. He goes, uh, not that you, you shouldn't be doing that, but also you shouldn't even look upon a woman lustfully. So what does he take it back to takes it back to the heart. Old Testament says, hey, you, shun out, you sh shall not kill and murder. And Jesus takes it even further. He goes, hey, but even if you have hate in your heart, it's like you've murdered a person. And so we see over and over that Jesus cares about the heart. And this morning, some of you, you have a heart full of hate. You have a heart full of lust. You have a heart full of pride. Pride is honestly the root of all sin because pride is about yourself and you care about yourself. And that's what the Pharisees, he says, hey, you're just full of greed and, and, and hypocrisy and self-indulgence. All you care about is yourself. And we talk about this over and over in real church, that we're a, we're, we're a one another kind of church. We want to love one another, serve one another, care about one another, help one another. And you can't do that if you have pride. Some of you, uh, I, I try to exclude myself, some of us, have unforgiveness in our hearts this morning. The Bible says that God cannot forgive you if you don't forgive other people. Think about that for a moment. Think about that person that just makes you cringe. If you cannot forgive that person, God, God, there's a part in Scripture that someone's trying to worship Him, and, and they're at the altar, and He says, hey, hey, get up. You need, you need to go take care of that business. You need to go take care of that unforgiveness that's in your heart. Who in your heart do you need to forgive? Some of us, man, j just a bunch of lying in your hearts. You're lying to yourself. You're lying to others. You're lying about things. You're, 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 just, you're just a liar. Some of us have a lot of anger. Things have happened to you in your life where you're angry. People have said things to you that make you angry. Uh, all, all kinds of things that just ang you've allowed anger to take root in your heart. Some of us, we don't talk about this enough in church, there's jealousy. You look at other people and like, oh my gosh, why, why are they blessed like that and I'm not? God, I went to church three weeks in a row. God, I, I got up and prayed every morning. God, I even lifted my hand this morning in worship. Right? These are the thoughts that go in our, in our mind. 
there's jealousy. Some of us, there's bitterness. There's, there's all kinds of things in the heart, right? And, and, and the Bible says that the enemy wants to just, have, all he needs is a little bit of space. All he needs is that little bit of space in your heart. And if you give him that little bit of space, that space becomes his playground. You get offended. This morning I almost talked about uh, being offended because people in our culture are offended all the time. All the time. All the time. I don't know if you've noticed that, but all the time. Right? And, and, and I almost talked about how uh, it, there's this space, that space of offense. It's so little, but once it comes in, man, it'll take you far. Bitterness root begins to take root. Hate begins to take root. All these things begin to take root, all because of offense. And the only thing that the Bible says about offense is how you should handle it and offending God. And so this morning, man, I want to talk about what we do with that space. A lot of us, I don't know if you've seen the show on, on TLC called Hoarders. Anybody a fan? Uh, how many of you are hoarders? Anybody? Uh, your garage? We can go look in your garage. It's okay. Go look in your garage. Uh, some of you hoard different things. Uh, but this show, I, I like the concept of this show. It's these people, uh, you walk into their home, and it is like you can't even see the ground. It's disgusting, it's nasty, and their space is it's pretty much unlivable. And these people are coming in, and they say, hey, we want to help you clean this space. We want to help you get this space in order. Because in order for you to live in this space, there needs to be cleanliness. There needs to be order in here. And, and my question always like, man, I love hearing the story of how it ended up to that point, right? And it's like little by little, oh, I started going to garage sales and I started putting things and, and all, they start answering how their house became this space where it's now hor just full of junk to a, to a place where they can't even live in it. And he, here's the first thing, they begin to ne neglect the space. They, 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 they neglect their home and they care for their home. Some of you walked in this morning and, and you look good on the outside. You, you got your best perfume cologne. You, act, you brushed your teeth, combed your hair. You did all the right things, but you've been neglecting what's in here. And God, and over and over, in his kindness and goodness, not in his anger because it's his goodness and kindness that leads us to repentance. That's what the Bible says. So in his goodness and kindness, he's been saying, hey, hey you need to take care of that. When, you, when those feelings and those moments pop up, hey, you need to take care of that. You need to clean up that space. You need to clean up that anger. You need to clean up that lust. You need to clean up that jealousy. And, that, and too many of the times, we're like the people on hoarders. Uh, we, we just neglect it and act like it's not there, right? And then when somebody, most likely our spouse, says something about it, what do we do? What are you talking about? Right? Please tell me my marriage is not the only one. Yeah, okay, I'm speaking everybody's language this morning, right? Oh, you, what are you talking about? Adriana will come up here and tell you story after story of times I've done that. And, and it's because we don't like that. But the Lord is trying to show us, hey, that doesn't need to be a part of your life. Not only does it not need to be a part of your life, I don't want it to be a part of your life. Because I want goodness, I want peace I want love, I want grace, I want mercy, I want joy to be a part of your life. And so we need to clear that space in order for those things to exist because they cannot coexist in that space. So number one, 
too many of us, man, we're neglecting that space. And I want to challenge you this morning. Quit neglecting it. Man, talk to God about it first and foremost. You need to take it to Him. Say, God, I know I've had this anger in my heart for a long time. I know there's, there's, just, there's this just jealousy. There's this bitterness towards this person. Some of you need to actually take another step and make a phone call. Send a text message. Because that nothing will kill pride faster than doing those two things. But guess what? We, we allow that pride to, again, you know what? I'm just not going to take care of it. I'm going to shove it in the black, back closet. But guess what? The Bible says that, man, everything will come to light. And so there's going to be a moment in your life that you think you've hidden it so well, and a moment's going to happen where it's going to come out and it's going to be exposed. And my, my, my prayer is that, man, I would rather expose it in, in my prayer time with God than out in front of people. So quit neglecting that space. The other thing we do as humans is we make excuses, right? Oh, I don't have enough, uh, I, I don't have enough time. One of my things that as I became an adult, uh, I've been in ministry my entire adult life, and so uh, insurance and ministry a lot of times don't go hand in hand. And so one of the things, oh, I don't have insurance to go to the, the dentist, so I'm just going to live with cavities, and I'll just go get some Orogel, and I just keep putting it on my tooth, right? Um, and, and we just come up with so many excuses one of the excuses that we like is, well, if they would, well, if she would first, well, if he would do this first, if he would talk about it first, and we just put it off on other people, right? Over and over. I can't tell you, I'm talking weekly. I'm having lunch with people, and all I hear out of their mouth is what other people are doing, what other people are saying what other people are doing to offend them, what other people, uh, a lot of it is marriage, a lot of it is with children. And the one thing that I always go back to is, man, I don't want to focus on those people today. Here's what I want to focus on. What can we do? What can I do? What can you do? Right? Because when we finally get to this space where we can say, you know what, there's some things in my life that I need to take care of. There's some things in my life that I need to work on. You don't have time to point out other people. You don't have time to blame other people. You don't have time to, to put it off on other people. Because guess what? All you're doing is, is, again, making excuses why you can't clean up your heart. And so we suppress, we neglect, we make excuses. One, one excuse uh, I think is a big one in our culture today is, what for? What for? Why should I get rid of that? Why do I need to clean that up? It ain't hurting nobody. And can I just lay before you today that it's, it's hurting more people than you can imagine. It's starting in your home. Number one, it's hurting you. Okay, let's start there. It's hurting you. Like I said, God doesn't want that in your heart. And while it's there, it's hurting you. It's hurting your spouse. It's hurting your children. It's hurting your workplace. It's hurting people all over you. But because you're too prideful, to look at it and bring it to light in front of Jesus, man, you're just hurting people. You're hurting people. So we suppress, we neglect, we excuse, and, and we do all these things so that we don't have to take care of this space in our heart. So what do we do? What do we, how, 
have we come to this space, whether you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, wh wherever you are, you have to look at your life and say, man, how did my heart get to this space? Why is it so cluttered with filth and anger and hate and maliciousness and, and all these things that are in my heart? How do, how do I, where do I start? That's a lot of the question, right? When you, when you get overwhelmed. This week I came into the church. Uh, Sunday last week they had ladies night and I came in and I looked at the church and, and I'm not hating on the ladies, but I was like, oh man, I gotta clean all this up, right? And so I had a meeting with the, with, with, uh, the cleaning department here at our church. And I said, hey, we really need to get this cleaned up. And so I was like, yeah, we should start that today. And then I was like, man, but I would really like to be doing something else. Ah, yeah, but we're gonna have church Sunday and we need it. Ah, yeah, but you got like five more days, right? And I'm having this conversation. And, and finally, I was like, man, I just need to get started. And then I finally found another excuse. I was like, oh, we have RG uh, Thanksgiving here Wednesday night. I don't need to clean up. Woo! And I found an excuse. And so I picked up a little bit, threw out the trash. And then Wednesday night, uh, man, we had tons of uh, all the RGs here. Um, and we were packing. We were eating. We had like a Friendsgiving. And then we were packing for t Operation Turkey. And, and then after that, guess what? This is a perfect example. It was even messier than it was from the ladies' night. Man, we had trash cans overflowing. We had, uh, y'all are messy. Man, I found, like there was Cokes over here. I'm like, who even was over there? And, and so I'm cleaning the church. And, and, but before I did, I looked, I was like, oh my God. And I just became overwhelmed. I wanted to neglect it. I wanted to just ignore it. I wanted to make excuses. Like, golly, these people aren't even grateful. I'm cleaning the church and... I could be right, uh, just excuses, right? That's what we do as humans. And then finally I was like, you know what? I just got to get started. And this week I cleaned, or I think it was last week, I cleaned the space in the storage room because that space was overwhelming me. And then I started in here. And little by little, you started seeing the church come together. And then finally when I got all the chairs back after sweeping and, and getting in, I was like, oh, that wasn't that bad, right? And guess what else it led me to? Not only did I get this space clean, and I was like, man, I feel satisfied. I feel like uh, this place is ready to go. I looked in that room. That's our volunteer room where people go in there, uh, and it was cluttered, and the volunteers couldn't go in there. And I was like, man, you know what? I just need to clean it. H here's my point. When we start taking care of things in our heart, man, you're going to be like, man, why did I not do that long ago? Not only did I want to take care of that, now I want to take care of this next thing that's in my heart. Man, I did have hate, took care of that. Man, let's take care of this jealousy. Man, let's take care of this lust problem in my life. And, and over and over, you're just going to see yourself. And, and, and this is how the Spirit of God sanctifies you from glory to glory. He's saying, all right, let, let, let's clean this up. Let's clean this up. Let's clean this up. Are we getting this this morning? So what, what, what am I trying to encourage you? Just start. Every person in this room has something in their heart that they need to clean up. And you just need to start. You just need to start. Stop neglecting. Stop suppressing. Stop shoving it in the back closet. Stop making excuses and just start. Because you're going to find yourself saying, man, I wish I would have started sooner. Why did I live five years, 10 years, 15 years full of hate of my dad who wasn't there? Full of anger. Why, why did I live that long with so much jealousy of that person when we're, we're not even friends? 
Why, why did I live so long with all that mess in my heart? And I'm here this morning to remind you, hey, just start. Worship team, you can make your way back up. But here, here, here's the thing. Last week I said this. With, with, without God, nothing is, nothing is possible. That's what the scripture says. But with God, all things are possible, right? So you, you aren't going to be doing this by yourself. God made a way for him to clean up this space in your heart, and he does it with the instrument. There's a certain instrument that God uses to clean up your heart, and this instrument is faith. This instrument that he uses to clean up your space is faith. Faith in what? Because everybody has faith. Everybody has faith. Every person in this room has faith. Your faith might be in your job. Your faith might be in your finances. Your faith might be in your home. Your faith might be in your kids. Your faith might be in all kinds of things except the person of Jesus. So if you are going to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, you need faith. You need faith in the one who can clean up. You need faith in the one who wants to clean up. You, want, you, you need faith in the one who wants to make you whole. You need faith in the one who loves you and cares for you and wants good for you. He does it in his grace. He does it in his patience. He does it in his love. He does it in all these things, but all of that is wrapped up in the instrument of faith. That's when you will see God. That's when you'll see God. The Bible says in one of the Beatitudes, it says, blessed are those with uh, blessed are those who have a pure heart. What will happen if you have a pure heart? You will see God. You want to know why you felt like you haven't connected to God or you, you can't hear God? It's because you got some space that you need to clean up. You want to feel like your prayer time has been dull, your worship time, your Bible reading's dull? It's because you need to clean up some space in your heart. You need to allow Jesus to come into that space and do some work. Blessed are those who are pure in heart, for they will see God. I don't know about you, but I want to see God. I don't want to wait till the end of my life to see God. I want to see him now. I want to see him today. I want to see him tomorrow. I want to see him Tuesdays when I'm tired. I want to see him Thursdays when my kids are acting a fool. I want to see him on Fridays when me and my spouse aren't getting along. I want to see him. I want to see him. I want to see God in every area of my life. I want to live a blessed life. And he said, blessed are those who have a pure heart wants you to have a pure heart not for the sake just to have one because when we have a pure heart we see him clearly we hear him clearly we can love him well but man we got to clean up some things we, we need to give him some things in our heart we need to give him some things in our heart some of you need to give him your greed some of them need, you need to give them your anger. You need to give them your hate. You need to give them your jealousy. You need to give them whatever it is that's taking space up that the devil is just playing around in there with it. And it's just going to make you just hate everyone. It's going to make you uh, look down on other people. And you become a Pharisee where on the outside, people will look at you and be like, man, is that family? They look good. But if you were to go to their house on Monday through Saturday, you'd see all the hate, you'd see the anger and the hurt, you, you, you would see the, selfish, the, the selfishness, you would see all these things that because we neglect and we make excuses for, 
I'm telling you, it will come out. It will come out. And why would you talk about this on an exciting day? Because guess what? I want to be real. I want to be real. I, I, I want, when these people are, I wouldn't be surprised if there's people lining up right now. But I want to see these people. I want them to see our hearts. And they're going to see our hearts today through our hands. I want them to say, you know what? They, they, they say uh, they exist to point real people to a real Jesus with a real love. And I see that. Why? Because they see pure hearts. They see pure hearts. Will you stand to your feet this morning? I know the music was kind of playing at the beginning of that uh, video, but he started talking about what he's thankful for. And then the, the, and he was kind of talking about some casual things. And then the next guy said, uh, we finally got to hear him. He said, man, I'm thankful that God, even though I continue to make a mess of things, he continues to show me his love and his forgiveness. He continues to show me patience. And he continues to show me unconditional love. This morning, man, that, to even begin allowing God to, to clean up this space, Man, we got to remember who Jesus is. Jesus, again, didn't come to, so that you can just get rid of those things. Man, but he came to give you life and life abundant. And you can't have that kind of life if all of that is taking up space in your heart. And so uh, I know we took communion last week, uh, but I was talking with Pastor Anthony, and, and one of the things that I want to begin doing is taking communion every week. Why? Why? One, one reason we didn't is because I, I always fought this thought, oh, it's just going to become a religious thing that we do, and hey, this is what we do on Sundays. But man, if you really think about communion, communion, Jesus said, hey, every time you do this, you think of me. Every time you break the bread, you remember how my body was broken for you, bruised and crushed for you. Every time you drink, it's not wine, it's grape juice. Every time you drink of this, you remember that I poured my blood out for you, that I poured my blood out for the forgiveness of their sin. With no blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. And this morning, we need to, there, there, there's two time, there's two groups of people. You need to be reminded that you are forgiven and loved and, and that you are a child of God and that he has forgiven you. Or maybe you're one of those people in here that you need to put your faith in Jesus for the very first time this morning. And you need to say, Jesus, I need you to wash me clean of my sin. I want to live with a pure heart. I'm tired of living with all this in my heart. I want to live with a pure heart because I want to see you. I want to see you in my life. Because I know if I see you in my life, people will see you in my life. I want my children I heard the coolest quote, Buzz Williams, he's a basketball coach at Texas A&M, and he said this, man, I want to be famous. He goes, I want to be famous in my home, though. I want to be famous that I love my wife well. I want to love my children well. That's what he, and if we first have Jesus, man, our kids will see Jesus in us. Let me tell you, you're not fooling your kids. Okay, let me say that. You're not fooling your kids. You, you, you can play dress up and come to church on Sundays, but you ain't fooling them. They know if you really care about God. They really know by the way you speak to them and how you speak to each other. And so this morning as we, we take communion, we just remember those. We, we remember, man, he, he, he loves me and he died for me.